Have you ever had something happen to you that you just can't explain? I've had some experiences that helped me remember life can be quite beautiful. These experiences have helped me to feel connected to something bigger than myself and open to the possibility that there is more to life than what we see before us. Life is often hard, but sometimes we have magic moments along the way. Today's episode celebrates some of those moments. If you're feeling weighed down in the daily grind, then this episode will remind you to open to the wonder all around you. Welcome to Your Zen Friend. I'm your host, Lauren Wolf. On this podcast, I will share wisdom from working as a licensed professional counselor for more than 20 years. Using storytelling and lighthearted humor, each episode will explore themes on personal growth, including tips and strategies to boost mental wellness and overall well-being. If you're a perfectly imperfect human like me, who's always striving to do better and feel better, then this podcast is for you. Let's get started. Welcome Zen friends. I hope wherever you are, you're doing well. I'm excited to be with you today. I'm recording on one of our final days in July, 2023. It is hot y'all, real hot outside. Feeling like a Southerner because it's been wicked hot, Oop, but that sounds more like a Massachusettser. I don't think you say that, but <laughs> at least on those Dunkin' Donuts commercials, it has all those people from Massachusetts using the word wicked. Anyway, it's been hot out, but I love it. I love summer, all things summer. I mean, as I say that, I should also admit, of course, you probably know this, I have an inside job. I'm hardly outside in the heat each day, but I like getting outside for little bursts when I can. I love walking the dogs in the evenings with my husband, and always we are surrounded by fireflies when we go out at dusk, and that is quite magical. So I'm enjoying these last days of summer. I've checked in with you all recently on Facebook, and some of you are wishing for fall, especially those of you who are actually Southerners, like Lori Simon, our Zen friend down in Florida. So Hope you're keeping cool if it's hot where you are. I am realizing as these last summer days wane, if you hear any jingle jangling in the background, it's my dog Luigi. I've been finding lately that summer is not all I hoped it would be. I just turned 51 years old. I am a July girl, just had my birthday on July 20th. And each year I get so excited for summer. I talked a little bit about this in a recent episode about setting our intentions for this summer. I actually have done a decent job of reaching some of my intentions or being successful with the intentions that I set. But I'm also just realizing at 51, you think I would have caught on to this sooner, 
that as a mom and working adult, summer could really easily be very much like winter. Just doing the same stuff of taking care of the house. In the summer, you get the added on bonus if you're lucky enough to have a house and have a yard that you get to take care of the outside as well. I guess the winter also, but I'm lucky that my husband takes care of snow removal. So I've been out doing some weeding and some watering of plants, which is not my favorite thing. I really, really hate weeding. But as a working adult and mom, it can just be same old, same old a lot unless we really make it different. And because I find myself today really craving time to chillax, to go have dinner with my husband tonight out on our back porch and just enjoy being together, just the two of us. My daughter is in the city for the day. My son is working. I'm going to keep this episode on the short and sweet side. I hope that you will enjoy it, and I hope to hear from you. I'm really hoping that I'm going to hear from you about some of the magic moments or unexplainable things that have happened in your life. So let's take a short break, and when we come back, I'll share two stories with you from my life that I choose to believe are examples of life being about more than what we can see. I love to connect with listeners and I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out, let me know what you're enjoying and let me know what types of interviews and topics you'd like me to cover in the future. You can find me on Instagram at yourzenfriendpod or email me at yourzenfriendpod at gmail.com. You can also join our private Facebook group by searching for Your Zen Friend in groups on Facebook. Let's get back to our show. Welcome back. I will start with a story involving when I first met my husband. We met at what was then Cardis, a corporation which helped individuals move. It really helped individuals who were working for other companies. It is now called Cardis but then it was Sendent Mobility. And one day we were given a new computer system that was super crappy. It actually wasn't super crappy. I shouldn't say that because my husband helped design it. I don't think the computer system was super crappy, but we were having problems with it. Some of it was user error and some of it really was that the system was being glitchy. I worked in a department with other young people. I was 25 years old at the time, and most of my department was made of other men and women individuals in their 20s. So one day we were told that tomorrow someone's coming over from IT to help you. And lo and behold, it was my husband and one other man that he worked with in IT, we had joked, I feel bad saying this, it's not nice. I'm going to use the excuse of, I was only 25, but we joked about like, oh, who's going to sit with the dorky IT guy? Well, turns out the IT guy was actually quite cute. And we had a lot in common right away. 
We talked about music. I love to go out clubbing and dancing. And on the side, he was a club DJ and loved hip hop and rap music. And he was so funny that we had a connection right off the bat. I felt that that like electric energy where you feel that attraction and that connection to someone, I felt it in a really big way. I apologize if my children are listening to this. They're like, ugh, gagging, but I did. And the day I met him, I came into the office completely disheveled. It was February. There had been an ice storm. When I got to my car, my car was covered in ice. I had to go back in and get boiling water to open the door. I was getting rained upon with that like cold, sleeting ice. I was wet and <laughs> disheveled. And I came in reenacting to my coworkers how I had to slide down the hill that I walked down from my apartment to my car. And then in the driveway, like grab onto the hood of my car to try to pull myself up on the ice and how my mug of coffee spilt all over the hood. And I remember him sitting next to one of my friends and he was just kind of listening. At any rate, we were both dating other individuals at the time, but we became friends and I became the point person to communicate with him about our ongoing computer needs and questions. And when he went, when he came to the building where I worked, because he was at a different building location, just in the same town, but a couple streets away, he would visit me and I would do the same if I went over to his building. So then still, while we were friends, our first outing was to take a hike. And I don't remember how this came about. I think actually this was our second outing. Our first outing was getting a slice of pizza together on our lunch break one day. Somehow I cooked this up. I love to hike. I still do. I love to be outdoors and in nature. My husband, Mars, he is a city guy. So he was nervous the whole time. Like, do I have a bug on me? Checking for bugs, etc but it was still fun. So we are hiking up this mountain and we're probably about a quarter of a mile up the mountain. Imagine we're just on trails and now it's probably early springtime. And so, you know, just like any hiking trail or most hiking trails in New England, they're going to have dirt and leaves and sticks and debris Well, he was telling me about how his father had passed away about five years before then. And he said, this is my good luck charm. And he showed me this little silver medallion on his keychain, and it had an Islamic prayer. And this was something that his father had given him. And just at that moment, something caught my eye in the leaves. And as I looked down, I could see a little glint of silver. And so I jokingly said, well, this is my good luck charm. And I picked it up. I actually have it right here in front of me. It was a horseshoe, a little metal horseshoe that's about the size of a quarter. 
and it's a little charm. It has a hole at the top that you could put through a necklace chain or a bracelet. And when I picked it up, just the plain side was showing. And then I turned it over and on the back, it says, good luck. Now that's pretty weird. Remember, we're a quarter of a mile up a mountain in the middle of the woods. And I still have it to this day. I will tell you that right then and there, I felt in a big way that something big was happening. And I would say at that point, I really knew that he would someday be my husband. Did I think that before with anyone? Mm, Not in the same way. I did have the guy that I met whose car I got into and he had the same Michael Jackson cassette in his cassette player as I did. So I thought maybe back then, (laughs) but no, this time I definitely had that feeling. And my husband has been such an important person to me throughout my life. Oh, I didn't expect to get teary-eyed. I really feel like my life changed in really good and profound ways when we started our friendship and then our relationship and later our marriage. We've been married going on 22 years this September. We've been together 25. And in every way, I feel like he was meant to be my husband. We are human beings, perfectly imperfect. We have arguments. We annoy each other. We have times of deep connection and times when we are less connected, just like I believe is probably really normal in all relationships. But he always has my back. I always know that he loves me and I am so very grateful for him. I can't explain that moment. I guess I could try by saying that is a hiking trail that many kids do hike on, not even many. Well, in in the summertime, there is a summer camp. I actually had worked at that camp years ago as a counselor, the Elliott Pratt Center. If you're local, this is in New Milford, Connecticut. But still, to have that happen at that exact moment, and you know, it would have been nearly a year out from the time any campers would have been on that trail, I think it's still pretty amazing and a really big coincidence at the very least. And I like to choose to believe that it was a sign. And so perception is reality, right? That is my reality. I will post a picture of my little lucky charm on our Facebook page. So if you're not already a member, please go ahead and join. So the next story I'll share with you When I was newly pregnant with my daughter, she was my very first pregnancy. I had been married less than a year and did the old, let's go off birth control and see what happens. Well, not far in, what happened was I was pregnant. And from the second that I knew I was pregnant, I felt so very strongly committed to this pregnancy. I was so desperate. I don't know another word for this pregnancy to 
be successful, and to result in us having a healthy baby. And also, very early on, I was having spotting and bleeding. And at one point, it was heavy enough that I went to see my doctor and he said, it's too soon to know if the pregnancy is still viable, if you still have a pregnancy. I don't remember exactly how he termed it, but if I had had a blood test, we wouldn't have known until days out to see if my hormones were decreasing rather than increasing. And it was too early, I guess, to detect a heartbeat perhaps. This was in the early 2000s. Things might be, technology might be further along now, but it was a waiting game. And that waiting game was hard because every ounce of me desperately wanted this success, this pregnancy to be successful. And I just want to send light and love up and out to any of you who have had miscarriages. It's got to be so very painful. So the beginning of my pregnancy had a lot of anxiety and I was having migraine headaches, which I have had off and on really throughout much of my life. But then as I got further along into my pregnancy and finally it seemed like everything was okay, I knew that I still was pregnant. I started really thinking that I was having a boy. And I honestly was really scared of having a girl. And I really knew that I was thinking it was a boy because I was hoping it was a boy. When I was in my early teen years and then really throughout my teen years, my mom and I had a big disconnection that was really painful for both of us. And I was really scared of repeating that with a daughter of my own. And I want to acknowledge, because it is such a big blessing in my life, that my mom and I have a really strong and beautiful connection now, and I'm so grateful for that. Well, one night I went to sleep and I had a dream. And in the dream, my grandmother, my Nana, who lived with us much of the time growing up and who I was very close with, she had just died about a year before that. Well, the dream was really simple. Nana brought a little girl to my house and then they went into the downstairs of my house. It was a raised ranch at the time. And Nana somehow let me know that she would be taking care of the little girl. And I went upstairs to the upstairs portion of the house. The next morning I got up. I didn't really remember the dream. I don't remember remembering it. Then I was at the mall later in the day. A woman walked by me with a little girl. And for some reason, they caught my attention. And immediately the dream came back to me. And I thought, I'm going to have a girl. And I knew it. I knew it with absolute certainty. I remember telling my best friend about it. I felt so strongly that my grandmother, Nana, had visited me to let me know that the pregnancy was going to be successful, that it was going to be okay, and that I would have a little girl. And of course, I had a little girl. I had my beautiful daughter, Lena. We named her Lena K, K K-A-Y. 
My grandmother's name was Catherine, and she went by Kay. Then when I gave birth to Lena, we had hired a doula who assists with delivery. And so this woman, my gosh, I can't even remember her name right now, but she was with us and she was really there to help support me and help me to get through that birth, make me comfortable, make it more of a beautiful celebratory experience and less fearful. And she was someone that had been referred to me by a friend. And I had been told that she was somehow intuitive or something of that nature. Well, after I gave birth to my daughter, she asked me, who is the old woman who was in your life and past? And I said, well, my grandmother died a year ago. And she said, well, there was an old woman that was standing near your head during your delivery. And I was like, oh my God, like she didn't know that. I didn't know her well. It was like a professional relationship. So I choose to believe that Nana, Nana Kay, does look after my daughter, Lena, and that she guides and protects her. And maybe that sounds hooey or woo-woo. It does. I will acknowledge it does but it serves me to believe that. And I think those two different experiences, they at least help me to believe that. And have you ever heard something that immediately when you hear it, it could be that it's something someone says or just in some way information comes to you and immediately you know it's true. It just feels true to you. So I feel this strongly in my heart. This is what feels true to me, that my grandmother is still here with us in some capacity and that she in particular has a special connection to my daughter. I would love to hear some of your stories. I think this is very common that we have these experiences in our lives that don't really have an explanation. As I'm thinking of my grandmother, I'm remembering two things. One, she died on my birthday. We always had birthdays close together, of course, right? Your birthday is your birthday. My birthday being July 20th, her birthday being July 24th. She would have been 110 this year. I can't even imagine. She died days before her 90th birthday, on the evening of my 29th birthday. I had just gotten back from celebrating with my husband and I got the call from my mom that she had passed away. I do think it is significant that she died on my birthday. It was so very hard when she died. She was the first person that I was really close to. How fortunate was I that the first time I lost someone close to me, I was 29 years old. I thought it wouldn't be too hard because she was nearly 90. She was in a nursing home. She was failing. It wasn't as if she was going to get better and go out and get an apartment. But even still, I was really devastated when she died. I just was so heartbroken. I would see her on a regular basis at the nursing home, and she was just always someone really important in my life. 
So when she died, I experienced quiet. I remember that. And I've experienced that since in losing people or pets that I care about, just a sense of quiet. The world is going on and yet you have this pain inside of you. And I kept asking for a sign that she was out there, that in some way her spirit or her soul continued on. And that same day that I kept asking this, so this was probably the day after her death, I walked outside for something. And as I walked out, I immediately looked up into the sky, just no idea why, but I did. It was dark, the stars were out, and I quickly saw a shooting star. And then I told my mom this and I said, but I don't know if that was my sign. And she said, Lauren, what else do you want? And so I too choose to believe that that was a wink of sorts from my Nana. She was a character. Oh my gosh, she was a character in so many ways. She used to tell us how she could only wink with one eye and she would give me big props that I could wink with either eye. She was a lot of fun. So please reach out, let me know some of the moments from your life that help you to feel connected to something bigger than you. For me, just getting quiet, meditating, or sitting in silence, or being in nature are some of the ways that I can open to the wonder and the beauty and the magic all around me. I hope that you take some time for that this week. I will be taking some time for that as well. I'm so glad you joined me here today. And until next week, I hope you'll take some time today and every day to do something kind for yourself.